They're there. They're talk to him. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love for you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the go-home edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast before the biggest party of the summer, Newman. I am joined by my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman, uh, with myself in his new home, the the New Jersey Kid. You're you're in the the new New Jersey Kid. Yeah. It's a new New Jersey um yeah just so we know like i was out of it last week because we were in the midst of one of the many moves that i'm doing into the new place and so it's nice this week i'm very relaxed i've been in the place a little bit so yeah you're even in a lazy boy right yes <laughs> this you're, is the you're, you're the brock lesnar of this podcast to, to give people the idea so this room i'm in is empty except for it's three filled boxes of stuff for my desk bookshelf um, an empty desk, except for the fact that there's a computer, a Phillies bobblehead, and <laughs> a lamp. Yeah, and then a you can empty... see where Joe's priorities are. <laughs> and then an empty TV stand behind me that uh, Corey, who has been a guest on this show before, has uh, graciously given us for our new place. Wow, what a what a gracious gift! You yeah. know, uh, is is Vince McMahon going to be as generous as Corey? Is he going to give us a show worth watching? This weekend. Um, he's giving us a long show, that's for sure. I mean, that you can that bet. True. I will bet the money on my house for that. <laughs> before we before we go into the giant world of WWE, because we're just yes. going to be talking a shitload, uh, you know, about Brooklyn and uh, uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam alone, we have thirteen matches to go through, so <laughs> that, that just might be our whole episode. Yeah, we're going to be doing the predictions, putting the title on the line. Let's divert quickly. Two things. One. Pay some respects to Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. Yeah, this is a sad one, man. Because yeah. I heard he's been doing well, right? Like I had a couple heard years ago, like, you know, major. Yeah, he, a couple years ago, he had the major arrest of like he, he was stopped at a gas station with a whole bunch of narcotics in the uh, trunk of his car or something like that. But it seemed like the clips I had seen from uh, like Total Divas with Natty and stuff. He really wanted to clean up for her and mm. like to be a part of that and be a part of her life and stuff like that. And then it just sounds like it was a, just a random accident. So um, Jim Ross says it a lot on his podcast, and I think it's very true with this situation. Like this your tomorrows are never guaranteed. So That's it's damn sure. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, yeah, to see him go because yeah, it seemed like he was you know going to be around for at least a little while longer, right? Like you know, the wrestlers you know tend to tragically, unfortunately, not live as long because you know they're doing a shitload of damage to their bodies. Mm-hmm. Usually doing extracurricular things to keep yeah. up with that lifestyle. Yeah, true. Of course, you know the steroids and the painkillers and all that shit doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and it, but it's just sad to see a guy like that that seemed to like clean up, right? Like, um, and for some, and, and what it didn't even have anything to do with the drugs. That's that's just the crazy part. Like, right? Yeah, just exactly like you said, just random accident, just shit yeah. happens. So, yeah. Did you see that the saddest thing I saw about it was someone put up a picture of the Heart Foundation with everyone shaded out except for Brett. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's true. Holy shit. It was like, so Pillman was gone. Davy Boy Smith was gone. Owen's gone. And now Jim Neidhart. And I was just like, ooh. Man, you, you know, it, it's like. Bret Hart being as, like, old and sad and bitter as he is, it's like, how could you imagine him, like, almost any other way? Like, so many people that he knew and, like, all these people that were just integrally important to him are just all gone. Yeah. And so many of them so tragically, too, right? Like, Owen Hart especially. Oh, jeez, like, yeah. That is just insane. Th- that The situation of Bret for that, I can't even imagine. Like, leaves the company, and then within months, Owen passes away. Like... Um, so yeah, anytime people like rag on him for being negative and stuff, I'm like, look what's happened to him. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I will say this is, this is a good point for the the network is that when something like this happens, we can go back and watch the highlights of his career. And I mean, his two runs with the Hart Foundation and the WBF were amazing. So that's, he, he had a great career. Right, like you said, like that is one of the really things that's really great about the network. Like the network is really the actual WWE Hall of Fame because yes. you can actually go Ooh, and witness the history yeah. and see exactly. like all the wrestling from all the time past. Like, wow, like holy shit, like Jim Neidhart, what happened to that guy? Like, you know, now I can go and watch all of his matches, mm-hmm. and all his promos and stuff like that, and like see what his contribution to wrestling was. And it's and it's a little pro too for the conglomerate uh, that WWE has become, right? Because you can now go back and watch him in uh canada before he comes to the wf you can watch him when he went over to wcw like all of this stuff is now available to you right like that is one thing that's really really fucking cool Mm -hmm. um but to switch over to something else that's really cool before we go into our giant predictions weekend i gotta tell you about who won the g1 climax yes a surprise uh, neither of us predicted yeah i i did not predict it uh so it ended up coming down to i actually didn't even predict the correct finals because oh. it ended up being Tanahashi versus uh, Kota Ibushi. Right, because we... Finals. Mm-hmm. Didn't we expect Jay White? Yeah, I was expecting Jay mm-hmm. White. Because I was expecting Okada to beat uh, Tanahashi, but they ended up uh, going to a draw. And a Which draw gave... gave Tanahashi enough points that it didn't matter that Jay White beat Evil. I mean, it just goes to show you even more just how well New Japan is booked, right? That, like... Usually with WWE's like there's one good way of their booking and then all the other ways are bad generally. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then with with New Japan like this way I don't think either of us even saw or like predicted in any way and it was still really good. Yeah, I, like out of the three guys that could have won A block, I thought Tanahashi had the least amount of chance to win it. Cuz uh, he had just he won, won it, right? Like well, didn't he win it 2 like, years he's... ago? He's. This is the third time that he's won in his entire yeah. career. I'm trying to remember, yeah. like, when it, it was at least two years ago before that he's won it, because Naito won it the, the last year, before, and then Omega the before, year before that. Yeah, so, so maybe it was I think Tanahashi ago. was before that. Yeah. But yeah, I was really surprised, and I was surprised too to like see him beat Ibushi too. Um, 
But that I, was just not... such a. It was a great match with a great story, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I fucking love those two together, and I, I especially thought that he was gonna beat him because they they fought um, at Power Struggle mm-hmm. uh, last year. It was like right before Wrestle Kingdom, and he beaten uh, Kota then, and I thought it was like, all right, well then here we go. Now maybe it's the time for him to finally overcome Tanahashi, but he didn't, and I'm yeah. kind of surprised. But like, it is it's a very interesting direction, and I'm kind of interested to see where it goes, just because I really did not see this coming. It's um, it's the long term booking, right? It's Abushi is gonna be like. He, he's, Otanahashi's kind of like his hmm, well, you predecessor. See, like, right, Abushi and Ishii both got wins over Omega in the G1, so I think they're yeah. going to get matches with Omega before Wrestle Kingdom, which mm-hmm. then, you know, I assume Tanahashi will go against Omega, but, you know, who knows, maybe, like, Omega loses to Abushi before then, and then we get a rematch of this G1 climax at Wrestle Kingdom, and then and it's Abushi defending against Tahana, Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe he finally beats him. Yeah, I definitely think it's like a long term road down there, right? Like that Ibushi finally gets the win at some point. Because mm-hmm. the other like story that you'd have to have in between there is like because uh, Omega's never beaten Ibushi one on one, so if Ibushi does get a title shot before uh, Wrestle Kingdom, then if he beats Ibushi, then that's a huge you know first for him. So I could kind of see them going that way as well, but. Yeah, it'd be interesting, because then if he beats Ibushi, then it's like, all right, well, now you got to beat Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. So, I, it, like, it's very interesting, because there's a lot of really cool ways they could go about it, and it's exciting. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I definitely did not see it coming, for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, so should we get into uh, WWE? Yes, and all that is going to be happening this weekend. Yeah, let's see. I think the only one I a really big angle I wanted to address before we got into uh, going through the predictions properly was like the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman angle with like Paul Heyman macing Roman Reigns. What's your what's your take on this whole thing? I did think Paul made it entertaining with the whole true actual true story of him coming up with the Samoans, Athen Sika. But I just think it's a little weird to give away the possible turn before SummerSlam. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's weird because, like, I, I think it was a bad idea overall because I thought it was a, an intriguing option with, like, how good the storytelling was last week with the yes. breakup of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great to leave that kind of unresolved going into SummerSlam. Because then we could have it be very open to the idea of just who knows who Paul Heyman's going to try and align with. Is he going to try and go back with Lesnar? Is he going to align with Roman Reigns? Is he maybe even going to align with Braun Strowman or Kevin Owens if they're Mr. Money in the Bank? Like, who the fuck knows? Um, But then with him coming back here and doing this, like, the only way I feel like this would be more interesting is if somehow he, this is actually another layer of a ruse, and he, like, that note that he passed to Roman Reigns is, like, somehow involved with him, like, he's gonna align with Roman Reigns at the pay-per-view and screw Brock. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what do you, what do you, what do you think, like, what do you want to happen, and what do you think they're gonna have, do with this? I think they're just gonna do a straight-up match, and I think Heyman doesn't turn on Brock. And then do you think that Roman still wins that match? Um, That's what I'm not sure of. <laughs> I guess we'll have to get into the predictions for that one. 
But, yeah, and I really have to think about it. Like, I want to say, I want to say Roman wins, but like, I have a what, feeling, yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to tease heavily the money in the bank cash in. Mm-hmm. For sure, but yeah, it's it's such a fucking weird situation because like. The other thing that's weird about it was like the the whole mystery of what was it that Paul Heyman said to Roman Reigns because he said something to him in Samoan, which like yeah. seemed to make him drop his guard and then read the note. Because I was thinking about it, like what if he said, um, you know, something on the note that like maybe the note even nece- isn't even necessarily like uh... him like saying that I'm gonna turn. What if he just said this is what Brock Lesnar's weakness is? Yeah. Like, he gives him that kind of information. And then he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Why would you give me this? And then he pepper sprays him to then, like, you know, cover his back so that then Roman knows, like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, he needs to make it look like he's still with Brock. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Brock Lesnar comes out. Because the other thing that was weird, I I actually got this from a... Do you watch Russell talk at all? No. There was a... They had addressed a, a really good, astute little point that, uh, you know, if you actually get pepper sprayed, you don't put water on it that actually makes it worse yeah like the paramedics came over and like brought water bottles to him to deal with the pepper spray so it's like if this is actually pepper spray then like are the medics in on it like what the fuck's going on like i don't yeah, know very... i think you just have to like kind of just let it d- dissolve on its own i think i think what happened is like they just assume that the average person doesn't know what you do with pepper spray and yes. So they just thought like, oh, well, most people would think that you should probably put water on it. So we'll just have the medics go over and pretend to put water, <laughs> and most people will just not notice. Um, which is, yeah, probably true. Yeah. But I. Mace yeah. Buxton stings, though. I can tell you that from first-hand experience. It does sting. It's true. Um, but yeah, I don't. I you know what? I don't. I wouldn't be wholly surprised, and I guess we'll get into it with the predictions. But I, I think yeah. there might be a little bit more. Because there's just, there's got to be something, right? You can't just do a straight-up Roman-Brock match and expect this this crowd, the New York crowd, to be behind it. Like, Especially because, like, if you weren't going to, like, do another, like, wrinkle in the story that needed something like this to have happened, I don't know why you wouldn't leave the stronger visual of, like, Ro- like Brock just, like, choking out Roman, like, uh, jeez, I can't even talk. Brock Lesnar choking out Paul Heyman as, like, the lasting visual going into the match. Like, I thought that was a good last thing for Brock to have done. Mm-hmm. For him to have done this, like, this seems like a step down. You know what I mean? This seems like, oh, well, this is just standard Brock Lesnar affair. He just came and beat up a guy and F5'd him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What if what if the F5 is Brock Lesnar's weakness? It's like, if you F5 uh, Brock Lesnar, that's what puts yeah. him down. <laughs> You have to give him the 5F. It's the inverse F5. What would that be? Like spinning him on the mat itself? Like <laughs> you have to you have to do a spin a Rooney on top of him. <laughs> yep. Booker T comes out. Well, shuggy ducky quack quack. Five time, five time. Ooh man! All right, you know what? Uh, we shouldn't skip ahead, but I would have loved to have done it for a joke. Do you think that the new day are going to become the five time, five time, five time, five time? Five-time tag team champions? It's possible. It opens up more uh, matches than the Bludgeon Brothers do. I think they will just because they're bored with the Bludgeon Brothers. And the Bludgeon Brothers have, like, run through everybody. Yeah. Anyway, so let's let's actually divert back to 
uh, NXT. Let's do this properly, right? Okay, yeah. Let's put the title on the line. We'll go through NXT, and then the pre-show, and then SummerSlam, and then die. Yeah. But one of us will be the king of the bones and the ashes. Luckily, TakeOver is a nice little palate cleanser slash appetizer, right? Um, we've only got five matches to go through on TakeOver. It's like the magical fucking number. Good length. Yeah. Great matches. I would even go up to, like, seven, right? Seven matches? Um, well, if, yeah, if they made it, like, three hours, then maybe. Because mm-hmm. I, I like that NXT actually gives every match its time. Yes. Like, it's not like, oh, we're just going to throw this match on here that's five minutes. And it's like, that's what TV's for, bitch. <laughs> like, maybe you have really good matches on the takeovers. And they do. So, I like that. Um, so the first match we have up is Velveteen Dream versus EC3 in a singles match. Oof. What do you think? This is actually, I think this is a really hard one to predict. This is definitely a toss-up, and I'm just gonna, so Velveteen's been losing at takeovers, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's definitely been in that Tyler Breeze role. He's been the, the kingmaker, the, uh, Jobber to the stars. So I'm just wondering if EC3 gets the win here then and it continues, or is this where Velveteen gets his win? I mean, Velveteen has gotten one win on a takeover because he beat Cassius Ono that one time. Mmm. But I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I think Velveteen wins again. And I think that it's because, like, I think that eventually EC3 will probably win this feud, but I think this feud's not done yet. Like, I think that there's more to it like they could do more with these guys together i think and i I think they actually should put them together i would love to see a velveteen ec3 tag team i would too i would absolutely because their promos together so far have been awesome it's so entertaining and weird at the same time like see i want i want this view to keep going one way or another and so i think that velveteen winning here would be the smartest way to do that and honestly, like I think, with there's like there's enough other guys I think around that they don't need EC3 at the like NXT title level yet, mm-hmm. so they can have him involved with this right now. Because like, yeah, they've got uh, you know, obviously Gargano and Champa are up there. Alistair Black is gonna come back eventually because he's isn't he not supposed to be out for that long, right? Or is he supposed to be out for, be out for a long time? Not sure. I can look that up. I feel like I remember his injury was not supposed to be that long. I mean, I could be wrong, but... Well, I guess another prediction for the TakeOver card is, are we going to find out who did it? No. (laughs) Since it was, the possibilities are every single person on this fucking roster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so what's your your prediction for Velveteen versus EC3? I'm going Velveteen. You're going Velveteen too? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like my heart... A, that's mostly my heart, but a little bit my head. Because mm-hmm. like I really want him to win. I, I think it'd be great. All right, what do we got next? Uh, hold on, I'm still looking at the injury. Then we pull up takeover card again. Ah, we have the undisputed error of Kylo O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Hmm. Undisputed error for sure. I think undisputed error as well because I think. Um, they're going to go to war games and put all of their titles on the line. I think they're going to put the titles that they still have on the line. Mm. Sure. 
But uh, which leads to our next match, which I think you and I are going to disagree on, is Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. Sounds like you're leaning Ricochet. I am going to take Ricochet here. <laughs> okay, you're, you're taking Adam Cole retention. I think Cole retains because I think I think when they go to War Games, I think it's whatever team they put up against Undisputed Era, it's going to be. Adam Cole's mm-hmm. North American Championship and the rest of the teams, Roger, Kylo, Kyle's Tag Team Championships are also going to be on the line to I make agree. it a, a high stakes. I agree, except that's why the gold has to get split up. You see, Ricochet is going to take the North American Championship from Adam Cole here, spurring him and the Undisputed Era to try and get it back. And Ricochet is like, well, shit, now I'm getting gang attacked by all these guys. And who's going to help him but War Machine, of course, to help in war games. And then all the golds on the line, North American Championship and the Tag Team Championships, all go in. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Maybe get a third team of Pete Dunne and Mustache Mountain. or, uh, Or somebody else from NXT. Maybe like EC3 and, uh, or maybe not, hmm. Street Profits and somebody. Who who would go with the Street Profits? Street I mean, you could put Ricochet profits. with the Street Profits, maybe. You could, because he's got a little bit of that street style to him, so. And then, ooh, and then you bring back, like, Lars Sullivan with War Machine? Mmm. That would be crazy. Street, uh, street Profits? You could go with, uh, Kona Reeves. <laughs> Uh, no, Kona Reeves needs to go to the unemployment line. He is bad. He is really, really bad. He makes Baron Corbin look really good. Like, he makes Baron Corbin look like AJ Styles. Anyway, Ricochet's going to take it. I think it's... Because, like, Cole's had it since... Uh, it's what, WrestleMania. Yeah. And... He's, like, defended on TV and stuff like that. There haven't been, like, a lot of... Um, I'm trying to... He did defend it on uh, TakeOver before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't been, like, every TakeOver, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I think Ricochet could upset it, because I think that would also be, like, a nice move. Like, he gets the big upset win, and then Cole's, like, really shocked and upset. Yeah. And then he's, like, you know, getting the Undisputed Air. Like, we got to go after him and get it back. But you think Cole's keeping it? I think Cole keeps it. I could definitely see him just being a smarmy, cheating piece of shit mm-hmm. and keep it through some DQ bullshit and Ricochet's like trying to come back after him. Or maybe Velveteen Dream steps up next. Two. See, actually, no, that, that also makes me think Ricochet's going to get it too because then Velveteen could eventually then challenge Ricochet in mm. that feud again. Ooh, maybe even get like a three-way. Velveteen, EC3, and Ricochet. For like the North American title eventually. They have a, they have a lot of guys that they could go for that. It's NXT nice is just that such a better promotion that they have like so many good options. <laughs> anyway. Um next. Women's match. And next yep, women's match. Shayna Baszler defending her NXT women's championship against Kyrie Sane. I think Kyrie Sane takes it. I I actually agree. because uh, I think it's time for Shayna to move up to the main roster. I think it would actually be really nice because I, th- I definitely think that Ronda's going to be beating Bliss. I'll go ahead and give that away. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, with her uh, coming Spoiler up, alert. Coming, like, I think that right when she wins the title, then Baszler's either going to come out or on Monday, the first time that she comes out with the title, then Baszler's going to come out and then do uh, definitely at least initially a friend thing, but maybe it's friends turn enemies or maybe it's 
immediate enemies, like turn into a Kevin Owens type thing? I think it's a Friends until after Survivor Series, because I think Ronda's going to have, mm. I yeah. think the four horsewomen of MMA uh, appear together at Survivor Series. Yep, yeah, I could totally see that. So yeah, I think that she'll come up and be part of like the, hey, I'm your best friend. Yeah. Natalia, not really. <laughs> and also, like, as far as, like, looking at the NXT women's roster right now, I don't really think that there's another better candidate to eventually be the one to unseat Baszler. Because she's had a really good dominant run. Yeah. And I like that, like, so Kyrie Sane has the best in because she's the one who's beaten her before once. So she's got, like, kind of got her number. And the latest episode, you got to see Kyrie's uh, dark side. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, you got to see that really deep captain's hook. She was, like, pointing right at her. That was awesome. Yeah, pointing at her, uh, not pinning, uh, oh, what was it, I, Aaliyah? Who also yeah. needs to be just fired, because what the <laughs> fuck is she doing, ever? She's good for this, just getting beat by Kyrie Sane, so that she can, so that Kyrie can be the focus. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we both agree on Kyrie on that one. Yeah. Then our main event for this takeover is Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano with the NXT Championship on the line. This is really hard, actually. <laughs> this is pretty equivalent to the EC3 Velveteen Dream Match because I can see both ways. Mm-hmm. I can see Ciampa retaining with holding off Gargano for now until Alistair Black comes back, maybe, to continue that food feud. Did you end up finding uh, information like... There's nothing on how long he's out for, yeah. Mm, shit. I can do a deeper dive later, but... That's okay. Um, man, this is really, really hard, actually. What, all right, what's your read? So uh, That's my read on Champa. My read on Gargano, though, is the way they're hyping up this match is it, it seems like they want to conclude this feud almost, like the hype video they had going in with this last NXT episode mm-hmm. um, was very much like this is the final chapter kind of a thing. And I know they've done that with other feuds and obviously they've continued, but I don't know. I just I have this gut feeling that Gargano actually might win this and might like put an end to this feud. Yeah, because like, I, I think that that is a smart move, and I think that's a move they should go for. Like, unfort- like It would have been nice if they had gotten that extra little beat of the triple threat with Aleister Black in there. Yes. Just to extend it out a little bit longer. Yeah, you have a uh, Champa retain here because like Gargano mm-hmm. screws something up and uh, Champa gets the pin on Black or something like that, right? Right, exactly. Like something- Continue that storyline and then have this be maybe like the Survivor Series takeover have Gargano finally win the championship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might... I don't, I don't think it's a problem if it, if it happens here. No, I don't, I don't think it is. And I think, honestly, at this point, like, just because of the circumstances that have happened, like, it's, it's, the, it's the time that we, they've got to do the match, and I think you need to pull the trigger on Johnny Gargano because, like, if you don't, we're honestly just kind of still waiting for that just to happen, and we all know that's, like, what you've got to do eventually. And, and if they, this storyline has already actually been going on for a really long time. Because, like, when they broke up a really long time ago, and then, like, the whole time that, uh, you know, Ciampa was out, like, all of Gargano, like, like his matches, we all knew it was kind of in the context of, like, when Ciampa comes back, that's going to be a feud. Like, it's it's been in the 
in our minds for like at least a year. Yeah. So I think it's time, and I think that you could go a really interesting direction with it too. Um, but anyway, I thought you were about, you were about to say something. I was just saying, yeah, because the longer you hold Gargan off, the more he's going to go down this weird path, which is what he's on now, right? This whole, right. like, dark side of Gargano thing. And you can't really do that. Gargano is a ultimate baby face, so you need to keep him that way. Right, and I think if he wins here and he just... You can do a little bit of dark side enough, just that it's like he just has to do something really, like, somewhat heinous maybe to put Champa down for the 10 count of last man standing. But it's like... You know, he can justify it of, like, well, he, I had to do it to win the match. Like, you know, he could mm-hmm. stay down, like, if he wanted to. And he can just delve into it enough for that, but then it's not like he has to keep going. Because, yeah, if it goes too long, then they might be tempted to be like, oh, well, he's the one that attacked Aleister Black. And that would suck. Yeah. Like, I would not want that. Um, but, yeah, I think that if they haven't beat him now, it would be good. Especially because I'm trying to think, like, coming out of this... The the types of feuds you want to have and who you want to be putting up against, like I feel like the matchups that Gargano would have against the NXT roster right now is better than Champa's. Yeah. Like not to say the Champa's would be bad because I think also Champa is fucking like amazing right now mm-hmm. as far as his heel work, but I feel like they're they're just better options for Gargano right now because like with mm-hmm. Alistair Black coming back eventually, I'd love to see him with Gargano. I'd love to see. Like Adam maybe Cole. Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. I'd love to see Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what would be another? And, and maybe, basically, maybe even like Pete Dunne crossover a little bit. And, and the other like hard part about these two is like they both can take the loss. Kind of. Oh, I don't know. I think the other way that you could kind of do this, and this would be a little bit cheap, maybe, but. Hear me out on this one. What if they did, like, a a draw? A draw? I've heard that option. Yeah. That, Someone was like, I think the reason they're doing this last man standing is to do a draw just to hold it out until Black Maybe do, back. like, a Hell in a Cell type match at War Games. Mmm, true. Like, another cage match, because they got, yeah. like, the War Games, War Games match for the tag team match, but then maybe they would have another, like, cage match for the world title. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that in that case, though, if it was a draw, then Champa retains, technically. Yes. I don't know. Shit. Do they draw, or do they give it to Gargano? Because yeah, that's the other problem. Is like, Adam Cole's probably going to be in the War Games match. So if if Gargano wins, or if Champa wins, and they're not fighting each other, then who would they be fighting at War Games for the title? I don't know. There, there hasn't been any, like, spin-off possibilities, right? Like, the only other one, I'd, like, if looking at this card, because usually they would have, like, the other person who's going to get the next title shot is somebody who's getting a win here. So maybe if, like, EC3 were going over Velveteen Dream, and if he's the next one challenging Gargano, but that just seems, like, too soon to me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You know what? I think I think they might do a draw here just because you can do a draw and you could do a really interesting draw out of a last man standing because that's just like fuck. Because <laughs> you could do like a really insane spot to just end the match. Like it's not just a lame duck ending. Like you could do it well, 
as far as mm-hmm. a draw for a last man standing, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, and actually even to feed into what we're saying right here, like, if Johnny Gargano just gets, like, way too insane, like, I have to fucking kill Tommaso Ciampa, and then he, like, basically kills himself in the process, and they both can't get up. Pulls out a that's gun. What, that's oh, how shit. you get the draw. I'm going to go with that. I think Ciampa retains through a draw. So, I'm going to... Yeah. If... Are you also calling that? Or what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I agree. I'm going to go... I'm going to say a draw, too. I was going to say, that, that should be extra points if you're differing on the ending. But, all right, we both think the draw. So, yeah, actually, all right, so for NXT, it comes down to the North American Championship match for us. Ricochet versus Cole is the only thing we have different. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right, I love it going. when it comes down to, like, two matches. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And also, that would, that would be interesting, too, uh, as far as booking for... My show is like, if you had both of the titles change, although we're both predicting the tag titles staying, so in neither neither of our bookings would every title change up until that point. Because mm-hmm. I always think that's like a very interesting psychological effect. If you have like a lot of title changes on a show, that it like makes you especially think that even more are going to happen. Right? Like if you're watching a show yeah. and like every single title change hands, you'd be like, holy shit, like. I guess this is going to happen. Are you just going to think it's going to keep happening? Yeah, exactly. All right, so over to SummerSlam. Pre-show, what do we got first on there? Probably like the Cruiserweight title match because they're a bunch of assholes. So according to Wikipedia, we have three matches set for the pre-show right now. Hmm. We have the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Mixed Tag Team with Rusev Lana, Almas and Vega, and Cedric Alexander versus Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, at least the Cruiserweight Championship is like the last thing on the pre-show. Yeah, it is listed, so they have numbers 1 through 13. Cruiserweight Championship is listed as 8, but has the P next to it for Mm pre-show. So, B-team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel versus The Revival... For the Raw Tag Team Championship. Revival. Fuck the B team. They need to not be the championship. Or yeah. The champions. They had their run. I think it's done now. Revival's actually gotten a decent push in the past couple weeks. So let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, if, if they don't win, this is just like, all right, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um... They should go to, if the Revival don't win this, they should leave and go to Ring of Honor so we can see them at Madison Square <laughs> Oh, that would be great, actually. Uh, then we have a mixed tag team match. Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega. I feel like this is going to be another win for Almas and Vega. I think, yeah, I think, um, why am I blanking on his name? Aiden? Almost. Uh, Aiden, yeah, Aiden English is going to cost them the match. Yes, and Maybe then I think... time it's on purpose. And on purpose, they're another mix-up again, and Rusev just loses it and finally beats him up and kicks him out. Hmm. Finally kicks him out for good. <laughs> or maybe, because uh, I think, was this week, yeah, Zelina Vega was saying something about Lana being dead weight. Mm. What if Rusev gets rid of both of them? Mm. It's like, Aiden, you fucked this up, and Lana, you're dead weight. I don't need either one of you. I'm going solo. <laughs> it's Rusev Day, not Lana or exactly. Aiden's Day. 
only Rusev Day. Uh, and then our final pre-show match, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. I think you have to go Gulak here. I really want them to go Gulak here. And I think like, they will, too, because I think as far as just, like, what would be the good, interesting matchups to go forward on 205 Live, like, Cedric Alexander's kind of fought most of the people already. So putting it onto Gulak, you get fresh matchups. And I think he's a more interesting, dynamic character. So you could just go a whole new direction for a better 205 Live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so far we're fully in agreement on SummerSlam. On the pre-show. Uh, so let's go to the main card uh, in no specific order, because that's how this works. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan versus The Miz in a singles match. I think Daniel Bryan gets the win here. Yeah, Ooh, this... Do you disagree? I just, it's, it's, I it all hesitation. Rides on his, it just it all rides on his fucking contract and like this is typical fucking WWE to just shit on everybody's life and be like fuck you we're gonna give it to the Miz. Ugh. I think I think I Brian refuse. Gets the win. If they do it, then they're just I'm gonna I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan as well because okay. I I think that he's re-signing. That's the other thing is I just, yeah. He's pretty he much, also, like, hinted but, at that in interviews, right? Like, Yeah, you know what? And I think that he's... You know, it's like, fucking why not at least for a little bit longer? And if they... If WWE fucks everything up, he can always just decide to leave later. Yeah. Like, it's not like he can't just decide to leave. Yeah. It's not like you can't always just decide to go back to WWE. Like, they That's have true. to... The door know, has to be open. Right, the door has to be open. And they can hold a grudge, so... <laughs> oh, speaking of grudges, actually, real quick, uh, another piece of news. Did you hear about the whole Colt Cabana CM Punk thing? Yeah. Fucking CM Punk. What a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm totally like, like I know I've only heard Cabana side, but I um, feel like dude, Cabana. You don't even hear fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to look at the fucking details on paper and it's like CM Punk, you're a fucking piece of shit for this. Like, come and, on. And then like the email or text message, whatever it was, where he's like, "I gave up on you making the right decision a long time ago," or something like that. Like, all right. The only way that this could be okay is if, like, in the interim, did Colt Cabana kill uh, his wife AJ Lee? Like, <laughs> did this happen? Because if that happened, like, okay, you know what? Sure. Don't pay his legal bills. Like, fuck that guy then. <laughs> but, like, unless some shit like that happened, like, what the fuck are you doing, you fucking scumbag? Like, the best the best uh, explanation I heard was someone going, like, the only reason Cabana went to trial was because Punk was like, I'll pay your legal fees. Right. Like, like otherwise he would have just taken, all he had to do was take the episode down. Yeah. And he didn't have to go to trial. For years! Years! <laughs> so trial lasted fucking years! Yeah, he's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, such, such great artists sometimes are such pieces of shit. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, th I do legitimately still think that in a lot of ways, CM Punk is the greatest pro wrestler of all time, but he is a piece of shit of a person. I mean, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, whatever. I think he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore, the real Mount Rushmore. Okay. Who else is on your Mount Rushmore? I'm actually interested. Hmm. Like greatest of all time, Mount yeah. Rushmore? Yeah. 
I'd put uh, I'd put Shawn Michaels on there, like of course as an overall performer. I feel like you have to. Yeah, like I think if you're being honest as far as like skill, because like he he was great on the mic, great wrestling, mm-hmm. and also I think he's uh, really one of the most unspoken guys as far as like inspiring so many other great people to get into wrestling. Yeah, it's like a lot of the really really good guys were all like, man, Shawn Michaels is my favorite, like. Like, look at it now, like, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, like, mm-hmm. they all idolized him. Yeah. And, like, because he played, like, such a, a variety of very interesting, good characters, too. Like, he was a great, compelling heel and a great, compelling babyface. Yes. Now, that just happened to be for how what was happening in real life to him, but mm-hmm. fucking works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Let's see. Who would be someone else I'd put on there? I would, you know what, I'd probably put, like, Omega on there right now. Because he's okay. just, he's really insane on another level as far as just, like, putting together those matches that are, uh, well, we don't have to get really track yeah. this. Oh, that's three names, right, so far that I've put together? Three names? Uh, was, you, so you said Punk, Shawn Michaels, and Omega. Punk, Shawn Michaels, and Omega. Let me put out one fourth name, because it's four names for Matt yeah. Rushmore, right? Yeah. Hmm. Randy Savage. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Dude. What a fucking iconic character. Because, like, the problem with Hogan is he's garbage at the ring. Yeah. Randy it's... Savage was the workhorse. <laughs> right. Like, Savage is the guy who was, like, the same level as far as, like, amazing. Popularity. I think, th- I think that he's even a cooler character than Hogan. Like. Oh, yeah. Hogan is way more one-dimensional. Like, Randy Savage is the guy who was the guy who was a good guy and a bad guy. Had, like, the jealousy and, like, the anger over Miss Elizabeth, but, like, also the deep love for her to, like, turn back to being a babyface. Mm-hmm. All in the same storyline. Very good point. he was great in the ring as well. Like, yeah, there we go. There's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Savage, Kenny Omega. Uh, that is, to me, the most... CM Punk. CM Punk and Shawn, and Shawn Michaels. Michaels. That's the most varied... <laughs> Mount Rushmore I've ever heard. <laughs> Alright. What's your what's your Mount Rushmore then? Uh Sean definitely, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh Rick Flair. Mm. Yep. Uh, I'll steal Randy Savage from you because that's a really good one. And I'll throw AJ on there. Ooh, and AJ Styles. Damn, that is a good one too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Back into predictions uh, for SummerSlam yeah. <laughs> after that quick, sexy little diversion. Yeah. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin singles match. I think Finn Balor. Hmm. He did win on the last pay-per-view match they went ahead, right? Like but Balor Baron Corbin, Corbin should not win. I, I totally agree. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know what? Balor should just win because it's like it would be a quick little pick-me-up match. Maybe they could throw this in after something sad happens. Because mm-hmm. um, I like honestly, if if Balor isn't gonna win, then why the fuck are you even having this match on the pay per view? Yeah, like they should just be left off the card if Balor isn't gonna win. Exactly. Right, uh, then we have Shinsuke Nakamura defending his United States Championship against Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah, Nakamura is retaining absolutely. Yeah, uh, with the Orton interference. Most likely, yeah. yeah. Especially after we saw him, like, stalking uh, backstage a little bit, or on the side mm-hmm. of the stage on SmackDown this week. He was yeah, like, kind of not a good move after the news that broke about him <laughs> earlier this week, so. 
He's just an overall creeper. Yeah. And, uh, fucking yeah. weird guy. So, yeah, I think he's going to get involved somehow. Uh, yeah. Cost uh, Jeff, the Jeff Hardy the match. And then afterwards, maybe they're just going to, like, totally fuck up Jeff Hardy and put him out for a while. Yeah, maybe that. or I, And I can also see Orton throwing, like, an RKO at Nakamura or something. Like, they both beat down Jeff Hardy and then turns on Nakamura. And then Jeff, maybe, you're right, leaves because of that. And then you have the Nakamura and Orton feud. Yep, I could see that. Although, at the same time, it's like I don't want to... Like, I don't want either one of those guys to turn babyface at all. Yeah, exactly. That would be the problem. So, you know, actually, you know, what would be cool is, like, what if Orton is going to try and challenge for Nakamura, and then some young guy is going to try and do that, too, but, like, the young guy beats Orton, so then now Orton has, like, a new guy to go after. Because mm. he's trying to get, like, squash the upcoming Legends, right? Yes. So, like, um... Hmm. Like, if Chad Gable were on that show, that'd be a perfect guy for him to go after. Ty Dillinger? He's on? Maybe Ty, he Ty Dillinger just get injured or something? Ooh. Didn't know that. Um, I might be not. I might be wrong on that one, but I thought he just maybe got injured. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe Ty Dillinger. That'd be a good one. Right, someone that obviously they wouldn't mind losing to Orton eventually, but like could get that win, get the crowd behind him, and Orton could be like, "See, why do you like this guy? He hasn't done anything." Like kind of stuff. He just says ten. Yeah. Fuck him. I'll give him ten RKOs. Uh, we got after that U.S. title match. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship triple threat match. Carmella defending her title against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. I think Becky's got to take it here. Ooh, we are differing. We are differing. Are you going to go Charlotte? I would... Yeah, I think Charlotte's definitely taking it here. Especially yeah, because... It... My, my think... mind says Charlotte, but my heart says Becky. But my body! My is telling me Becky. <laughs> my body and my heart does tell me Becky. I wish the, Becky the could. Irish, the Irish lash has my heart. That Irish lash has stolen my heart. But no, it's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be sad. And I think that like, we're going to get those two feuding out of this. I so think that, that is a positive out of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Well, it's it's positive if it's done well because I think that it yeah. could be done well and that you could maybe even show that Becky is like basically Charlotte's equal. Hmm. But I think that unfortunately, even in that, like Becky's not going to get the title at least for a while because I really think they're going to try and do like a mirror image thing at the Evolution pay per view of Ronda like, and Charlotte. Yep, Ronda and Charlotte as champions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So was the, for, uh, was the more athletic, badass time. woman. Well, that and I think they would set up an angle going into a Survivor Series, probably. Mm. Like, something happens at the end of Evolution, like, they get in each other's grill, and then it's like, oh, we gotta get our horsewomen teams and fight at Survivor Series. Yeah. Ooh, so then Becky quickly jumps on Charlotte's side for that, yeah. Yep. I can see that. Actually, you know, maybe that's even where you get uh, the Charlotte-Becky match, eventually. It's like, maybe you get it at uh, Evolution. Ooh, like, Becky causes the loss... No, just like it's... Becky, like you have Becky versus Charlotte on that card. Oh, okay. Like build to yeah. that match on that one, and then Charlotte still wins, and then uh, Rousey beats whoever she fights, and then at the end, at some point, you have like champion versus champion, like showing each other their belts, and they're getting each other's faces, and mm-hmm. you set up the uh, Survivor Series match. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think I think Charlotte's winning it here. But you're sticking I heard with a, Becky. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Becky. I heard a great thing earlier about Ronda though. Is someone was like, "Oh, are they gonna have her in a Hell in a Cell match?" And someone was like, "Well, she's used to being in cages, so she would probably feel <laughs> at home." Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so up next we have Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre in his corner versus Seth Rollins versus the newly returning Dean Ambrose Oof. to a huge pop Deserved on Monday so. night. That was an awesome Man. entrance. He looks like uh, a fucking beast right now. Yeah, he looks jacked, right? Jacked as fuck. He got the new haircut. He looks at the he's haircut, got a big beard. beard. Everyone has been saying, like Jim Ross and other podcasts I was with too, said he they, he looks like a main eventer now. Well, it's like, you know what, I think he directly addressed the biggest criticism. Everybody said it was like, you know, he's great, but he doesn't look like he's trying that hard. Like, he doesn't look like he cares that much. Mm-hmm. Well, now he looks like he's trying pretty fucking hard. He yeah. looks like he cares a lot right now. <laughs> he's I'm, caring so much right now. <laughs> he cares so much. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think especially after Ambrose coming back, uh, Rollins is definitely regaining the title here. Mm-hmm. That was just oh, that was just a great segment of him returning too. I've I've watched that on YouTube so many times. <laughs> Joe is uh, like one million of one billion views. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, then we have the Money in the Bank is up who, for grabs. Who, who, who are you, oh, sorry. Who are you picking? Oh, Seth Rollins. You're picking Rollins too? Yeah, because I I especially think uh, part of what I'm tempted with is that like Rollins and I think also potentially Reigns are going to be like holding up their titles on Raw. And I think this is going to plant the seed in Dan, Dean Ambrose's brain to turn oh, heel. Oh, heel. He He's looks like, like a heel. Both, like, both of these motherfuckers got titles, and I don't. I've, I've been sitting on the shelf for the past, how, mm-hmm. like, six months or so, right? Like, Yep. And especially with, like, Seth Rollins, he could be like, hey, look, like, you kept trying to get it back from those guys, and you couldn't. You only got it back when I came back. Ooh, so yeah, true. you owe that title to me, basically. So I oh, think I figured you... to go right at it. Did you notice on commentary that Renee Young didn't say a word when Dean comes out? <gasps> no, I didn't. But yeah, also, I... like, man, wasn't she so much better than Coachman? <laughs> well, she actually <laughs> knows what she's talking about. Yeah, and it's like, and she also just didn't say anything offensively bad. Yeah. Like, With Corey going, what? Like, yeah, it's like you know what? If you, that's honestly the the baseline at this point. Even if you just say nothing, that's better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so like I said, I was saying earlier, next up is the money in the bank yes. is, uh, contract is on the line. Braun Strowman defending against Kevin Owens. I think, I think Kevin Owens takes it here. I do too. How do you, how do you think he does it? Um, I think some guy, because if Strowman loses by any means, he will lose the contract. So I think mm-hmm. Owens is going to try to cause him to get DQ'd in some way or counted out, um, mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see you're you're gonna see the heel t- toolbox being opened by Owens. I think the Zane comes back to cause a little interference and attack Owens, mm-hmm. giving him the win, and then they could celebrate with the Money in the Bank briefcase together. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, or do you think it's gonna? Because you think it is Owens getting it, yeah? I think Owens takes it. I I don't see Sammy coming back, but that is a good idea. Because I guess like couldn't they're just. Couldn't he just get himself disqualified in like a whole bunch of other different ways? Yeah, or get disqualified in, in a bunch of yes. other different ways. So, so I could I possibly see some like Eddie Guerrero type things where like 
Mm. Owens acts like he's been hit by the chair or something like that and throws it in Strowman, so. I could see that. Yeah, a lot of attempts to do stuff like that. Yep. Uh, we are almost there. Four more matches to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure you, you take your breathing breaks and your water breaks and stuff through this whole thing. So then we have the Bludgeon Brothers um, defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the New Day of Big E, Kofi Kingston, and or Xavier Woods. And or. Uh, I feel like the New Day's taking this just to kind of switch things up. I think so, too. I don't think there's any other options at this point. The Bludgeon Brothers have run through everybody. They had a good run. Let them go on the back burner for a little while. And then once maybe the roster changes up or something like that, then have them go on another tear. Yeah, I feel like you know, the New Day are just a little bit more of a fun, interesting, versatile team. We can see more things come out of that. The Belgian Brothers, like they don't seem to have a lot of ideas for how mm. to expand past what they're doing right now. Just beating everybody, like right. And and you know, there's very little to the promos. There's not really anything to the individual stories. It's just kind of they're there. So it's I kind of like a. Bruce Pritchard had a story on his podcast about Hardcore Holly. And uh, they were like, oh, does anyone have, like, uh, creative ideas? It was like a meeting with the whole locker room. And uh, Hardcore was like, yeah, I got an idea. Give me the belt. <laughs> and they're like, and then what would you do? I beat everybody. <laughs> they're like, what do you do from that? Like, it's kind of like that with this. It's just like, <laughs> give the Bunch and Brothers belt. Yeah, and then what do you do? Have them beat everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, amid rumors of uh, maybe Matt Hardy taking some time off or retiring. Yeah, pelvis fusing with his um, spine or something like that. Maybe get uh, Wyatt back with these guys. Get a rebirth ah. of, the, of the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. I, like, that would, I think that would breathe some new direction to these guys. Because I think the biggest problem is that they just there's been no promo time, no character. And the thing like, is, Harper can talk, so just give them the mic or something, but they just yeah. don't seem to want to do that. Yeah, it's silly, because, yeah, yeah. They, they should let Harper talk. But, yeah, I think they'll give it to New Day, because I don't think they're going to do a uh, reunion of the Y family, even though maybe mm-hmm. they should. Who knows? Uh, Harper Next. had a really good interview on the Edge and Christian podcast recently. You should uh, check out. Ooh, I should check that out. He's, he's, it's so funny. He's like, he doesn't expect anything out of life. Like, he tried out for the WWE and came home and told his wife, yeah, they're not going to want me. And then he got the call. And then he's like, then I got the medical exam done. And like, my knees were all shut up. And I was like, oh, well, that's it. I'm not getting the, this contract now. And then he's like, and then he got the contract in the mail. <laughs> uh, so then up next, we have the WWE Championship match uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I think Joe takes it here. Styles has been on a huge run, and I think Joe taking it could change things up, very similar to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Hmm. Well, we're going to differ here. I think AJ Styles is retaining. Mm -hmm. I think for two different reasons. I think one is uh, because he's the cover star for uh, the next 2K game. So I think they want to keep the title on him for a little longer for that, to keep that up. and the other thing, as far as like just booking the this match with the whole angle of like uh, Samoa Joe having an allegedly a letter from AJ Styles' wife <laughs> saying that apparently in her eyes she's like, oh well, AJ obviously never really wanted to be a husband and a father, 
He just wanted the championship. He just wanted the championship. I think maybe a way that you book this into another match, because it seems like I think they want to continue this feud and maybe just pump up the intensity and go to like a Hell in a Cell. Cause this, is that the next pay-per-view? Yes. After this is Hell in a Cell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you go to that, maybe you would have, um, like, in the match, AJ Styles' wife is in the front row. And at some point, you know, Joe's been fucking up AJ Styles. He's, like, down. And then Joe goes to taunt in front of, you know, his wife to say, like, you know, look at what I'm doing to your husband. You know, that kind of heel type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she slaps him, which gives AJ Styles the opening to then get on Joe, beat him, keep the title. And then he goes over, celebrates with the wife and kids. Like, you know, big happy SummerSlam moment. Yeah. But then Joe coming out of this could be like, hey, she's not allowed to put her hands on me. That's bullshit. I get a rematch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an impetus. And then everybody else who's trying to come for the title, he could just like fuck them up to make sure that nobody else can get near the WWE title. <laughs> I, I see that way, but I see Joe taking it here and I see Styles chasing. But I mm-hmm. definitely see the feud, no matter what happens, I see the feud going on for a couple pay-per-views. Yeah. All right. Good. We've got another one we differ on. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. I think Ronda takes it here. Yeah, there's no way that Rousey yeah. doesn't win it here. <laughs> Unless it's just complete fuckery where, like, the entire Raw roster comes out and beats her up. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like, that, there's no way they'd book that. So Yeah. I think they definitely uh, want to take advantage of the big stage, the fact that they're going to be, you know, around that much press. Yeah, it's mm. time. It's time. Then we get the most boring match on the entire card, and I truly mean that because I'm going to be more entertained by Rusev and Lana versus Almas <laughs> and Vega. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Raw Universal Championship. <sighs> hmm. I think I will throw out my prediction now. Mm. I think Roman takes it. But I think Owens cashes in to send the crowd home happy. I, I, I think I agree too, because I think it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to have Reigns win the match, definitely. Like Reigns mm-hmm. meets Lesnar, no matter what. Yeah, and then like, going like, no, to no matter what, like Lesnar, even if he stays under contract with the WWE, he's going to fight. So like he needs to be concentrated on that. So he's obviously not going to be around for a while. So. Mm-hmm. Just get the title off of them. But I think they're going to wait and see, like, all right, if, like, Vince is just going to sit there with his fingers crossed, praying, he's like, please cheer Roman Reigns. (laughs) And then when we probably don't, uh, then maybe they'll send Owens out to be like, well, I guess if they're going to boo, at least send Owens out there so there's a reason for them to boo. And then everybody will cheer instead. And then Vince will still be confused. Why? I don't get it. Why do these motherfuckers hate me and everything I like? So, all right, so we definitely think that Reigns is beating him, but yeah. So, extra point is, do I 100% think that they're going to... Because I think we need to predict, right? Like, one way or the other, like, is Owens cashing in or not? I say Owens is cashing in. What if they sent out the rock instead to try and raise Roman Reigns' hand and see if again. that'll work again? 
<laughs> it didn't work in Philly last time. It could work in New York now. Or maybe, or maybe the other secret caveat could be like, all right, let's let's see Roman Reigns get the pin. If he gets booed, send Paul Heyman over and have Paul Heyman raise his <laughs> hand. Maybe that'll get everybody to cheer. Especially if Romans goes along with it. So are you not? I'm gonna be a little bit ballsy because all right, we're we're different on four matches right now. No, mm-hmm. no, four, three. Oh, that might fuck it up if I go for that extra point difference. Hmm. All right, should we we should we throw in an extra question potentially of like, who does Heyman end up with at the end of SummerSlam? Okay. Because like, it, it, here's a question for you: like, if Kevin Owens cashes in, do you think that he is aligned with Heyman, or is that just Owens cashes in? I think Heyman stays with Lesnar no matter what. Okay. I'm not confident so. of the bet Heyman. So I will go against you on the Owens cash in. I think they might save that. Like maybe even just for the next Monday night on Raw. But. Okay. Yeah. I think they're. Because they've already done. Okay, so now we're, we're dipping on enough now. Night. So yeah. Owens cash in. I'm going to have as an extra point here. You say yes. I say no. You say yes, I and say no. And I guess this whole that whole point would be invalidated if Braun retains the money in the bank. Yeah, which then we, Owens neither of us predicted. Or here, here's here's how I should change it, maybe. Because if if Braun retains, do you think that Braun cashes in? No. No. Okay. All right. So I'll just leave it as Owens cash in. And you say yes, I say no. So I think they're going to give Roman Reigns a day and see if everybody hates him uh-huh. still. And if everybody still hates him, then they'll cash in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we're differing on uh, the NXT North American Championship. I've got Ricochet. You've got Cole. We're differing on the SmackDown Women's Championship match. You've got Becky Lynch and I've got Charlotte. Uh, the WWE title match, I've got AJ Styles retaining, and you've got Samoa Joe taking. And we've got difference on whether Owens cashes in or not, which all depends on if he gets <laughs> that damn briefcase. <laughs> so it's going to be a good summer song. It's going to be it's gonna be exciting. And the title's coming back home to Papa. Yeah, no, I'm keeping it. <laughs> you bastard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue you and get it back just like Colt Cabana. <laughs> Rightfully suing CM Punk for damages. Yeah, I'm not paying your legal fees. <laughs> you defile my title. <laughs> so catch us back next week when we find out who wins and if Newman and I have both survived the hours upon hours we will watch of WWE over this coming week. Uh, check us out on our social media as we watch all this stuff and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Indeed. Check this out. Check out uh, SummerSlam and NXT if your body and mind and soul can survive it. Uh, and if not, you know, yeah. just come listen to us and we'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Definitely prepare your soul, though. It's... Yes, indeed. It's, it's taxing. <laughs> All right. See ya. Peace. <laughs>